This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you'll learn to get unstuck. Start now. Conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult. Find quick and clever ways to overcome. Wait, did you think life was going to be easy? Remember, all of your excuses are now dead to me. Let's get started. Guess what time it is? It's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this. But if you're feeling a little like generous, right? Or you're super um, free with your time right now, probably doing nothing because you're listening to this. Um, Well, maybe if you're doing something, actually just make yourself free right now. Hit subscribe. What are you waiting for? Hit it. Come on. Hit subscribe. Random question. Did Rachel Hollis even want to be Rachel Hollis? Here's, Here's what... I mean by this is a lot of times we accept people into our lives and we give them the opportunity to give us advice, right? But I think one step that we should have before accepting someone on the level of mentor in our lives is that do do they actually want to do what they're telling you they want to do? So from what I'm gathering, and please, 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 if I'm missing, you know, just hit me up and let me know that I'm getting this wrong. But from what I'm gathering is that she was selling vulnerability and authenticity. And it's like, you know, are you helping people to be more vulnerable for themselves so they can actually be themselves because you actually, as Rachel Hollis, you want to be you? Or are you selling the idea of you and you're helping people have an idea of themselves that they want to be that matches your ideal? I think those are very different. It might sound confusing, but the simple way is, are you for real? Is that really your life? And are you helping me have my life the way it's best for me? Just being more true to myself, or are you helping me measure up, level up, you know what I mean? To what you're, you're, you know, you're presenting this, I guess, hypocrisy of yourself and so you're helping me to encase myself in labels. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, so I would have to look at the women, but it seems like people are super distraught about this divorce. And I'm not saying that, that we should celebrate. I, actually, I don't really know. I don't really know her or this. I don't know if it's good or not. Um, it's sad in a way, just anytime I think someone gets divorced and kids are involved, it's just, it's a lot to deal with. I know from what it, you know, it can look very clean and pretty on the ground, but in real life, it's just not like that, right? So it's really just hard to see that as a, from a human perspective, you know, and I really wish things for the best. I do. I hope, you know, the best is ahead of them. I wonder though, I just wonder, you know, should there be a guideline to like who you accept advice from? Even for me, vet it out. Like you should vet it out. If you have people that you blindly listen to, uh-oh, uh-oh, and that's for real. Uh-oh, vet it out. You don't have to be super distrusting like, oh my gosh, are you going to teach me something? But you should just check it out and say, is that like maybe that works for them. Does that work for me? And if so, in what way? What about it works? It's okay to take a bit of time and think it over. It's also okay to have a mentor and not have 
not replicate everything they do. I have children. They don't replicate everything I do. I try to teach certain principles that I live by, but they apply those principles different than me. And I have to have a little flexibility and autonomy to allow them to do that. And a lot of times when we pick people, we really try to mold ourselves to their lives. And that can be helpful, right? But that can also be very dangerous, right? I think the best mentor shows you yourself in a mirror. You see the outside, you see the inside, you see what you're actually thinking, how it actually affects you, and they help to guide you to where you want to be on your destination, right? So if you had some extreme inspiration from her, cool. But I guess I would wonder, like, was it laced under the guise of hypocrisy? And I say that because if you have a marriage conference and you're on the brinks of divorce and you're giving marriage advice, uh-oh, uh-oh, right? Now, you don't have to tell people every time you have a spat or something. I think that's ridiculous. But if you're like thinking about divorce, I think come clean about it. If your brand is authenticity and, you know, authenticity and, um, what is it, vulnerability and, you know, I live a messy life. Well, show me the mess. I want to see it get real messy real quick. For $1,700, I need to see all the mess. Show me the gossip. I need it. Yes. Because that's what you're selling me, right? And and here's another question. Should we actually sell that? I think authenticity and vulnerability is great, but I think a marriage is very private and intimate. Should we actually be selling that, right? I think you can sell certain truths and principles, but you really want to be very thoughtful of that because you give people access to something that really is very delicate and very... Um, it's just important to be thoughtful about the the way you allow people to know these things. And I think it's also, it's okay to be real and and those things, but how you phrase it and, you know, the, the manner in which you talk about it, who you talk about it, how you talk about it, for how long, it really does all matter. And I think that if you have a mentor, the first step, if they're mentoring you in life, they should want to have their life. And guess what? That should be a fluid thing. They should always be working to want to have their life because that's what the mentor is, right? Now you can decide maybe she's mentoring you on principles or a certain aspect of your life. Well, that better stay intact. That's a lot of pressure. Hence, certain things I'm not going to mentor you on just because, you know, I need a lot of autonomy in that area. So I don't want to Show up and not have that together. You know, and there's certain things I just don't even think I, there's certain things I don't think people should mentor you on. I think people should reflect to you what you're actually doing and thinking and ask you thought provoking questions to help you actually get where you need to go. I think that's very different and we all need to have control of ourselves monitoring ourselves and you want to have that from within you don't want someone else to have access to that and there are downsides to being expired on the gram to someone that you don't even know right there's a downside if you don't actually know me there's a benefit I can inspire you I can encourage you we can you know you know just a little push but don't give me too much access to an area 
that you don't even know enough about unless I'm actually reflecting back what you need to know. I think it's important that we vet these things out. We're living in a world where it's very easy to be told what to do. And quite frankly, a lot of people haven't developed as their seven-year-old self. They have core values that they had when they were seven. They don't even know if they should have those. And then you, you enter in a lot of chaos without being properly taught the right core values or the core values that actually guide you to where you need to be with maybe a mentor that doesn't even quite like certain aspects of their lives and you're giving them complete access. You really need to be thoughtful about that. And in what ways? I actually think that differs person to person. You know, I'm someone who can eat around someone that can eat maybe a lot of foods I don't eat and be unbothered. But maybe if I see someone spin super reckless, over time that would bother me. And so I would think, oh, well, I want to do that. Not because out of jealousy, just out of curiosity. Like, oh, well, so certain things I guard, I just don't allow to have access. So that's going to look different for people. But I think the first step is kind of vetting out if that mentor really wants to be in their life. And as I reflect back on reading articles or what people excerpts from her book, I see that maybe there were remnants of that's not really that healthy, you know, like a spite bracelet. So the story goes like this, that Rachel Hollis wanted to do something in her business. Her husband said it was a 3% chance of succeeding, which I think I was totally fine with that. I would be okay with knowing the numbers. And so she, after she did it, she got herself a bracelet and she put 3% on it and told her husband she that he bought it for her. And they called it the spite bracelet. There's never a sign, never, if you know anything about marriage and research, there's never a time where contempt or spite works out in marriage, ever. That is the first sign of divorce. Like, you're getting on the train, that's the ticket, baby. So, and not that I'm like, I know everything, so I knew that. I'm just saying, I know that that's something I, I, so if you were a marriage counselor, I'm not, okay. I've just read a whole bunch of books. So maybe I think I'm a pseudo counselor, right? Yeah. So you would think, uh Oh, that's not, that's not good. Right. So it's things like that, that, but you know, these are things that if you caught them, you could actually fix them. We all have had contempt. If you said you don't, you have it now. You little liar. I'm just kidding. Maybe you didn't, maybe you have something else, but that is actually a sign. It's the first, that's the highest sign of um, contempt or spite is a huge sign of, you know, the divorce train. You can be on the train for a bit, right? But it 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 creates a lot of issues um, and it encases them in a non-issue. It's kind of tricky like that, right? So because you, so they were able to talk about it. Think about that. You think, communicate, communicate. Well, they talked about it, but it wasn't really resolved. And in this, I'm using them as example because it's public and because I don't want to use myself. So see, that's a level of hypocrisy, right? Um, but I'm owning it. I'm letting you know where, where I'm being a hypocrite. It's totally fine. Um, neither would I ever use my personal life in, the, in this instance unless I'm way past that. And, and I know that by exposing it, I'm not making my marriage more fragile. See, so that's the other thing. When you have contempt, that's the first sign. Then you expose this to the world. It actually creates a huge issue. So just, so even if her brand was vulnerability and being genuine, 
as a mentor, I would clearly tell you, you don't want to do this to your marriage because I'm actually making my marriage more fragile by exposing you to all these things, right? Um, or because by ex- not even putting the time, because so you expose people to your their opinions, like I get to have an opinion on her marriage now because I know this about it. I expose it and then now I can't dedicate the time to fix it. So there is some time that's dedicated to make sure it, you're building it back up, right? Think of being exposed as a scratch or something just, I mean, it's basically like not locking your door. So you better have something waiting for them, like a loaded, I don't know. You better have something waiting for somebody if the, your door is unlocked, right? That that helps guard another layer before they can get to the actual marriage. So outside of should this, does this person really want to be a mentor or be themselves and you're choosing them as a mentor? The second, I guess this kind of is the second and third step I would probably say is that you, you have to decide that they wouldn't be your only truth. So you're getting inspiration from them, but you're going to go research some things on yourself, on your own on yourself, right? You're going to go do some homework yourself. You're going to go figure out the bottom, the principle that gets you the best result. So that's a, a good, you know, tool to, to hear, you know, where you're at, to see someone succeeding or conquering that cool. Now I'm going to go see what does that look like if I want to conquer something similar in my life? Cause I got to tell you, it's going to look different. It, even my homeschool, you know, from the heart course, it teaches you how to homeschool your way. It teaches you how to teach your kids, even if you want them in public school. It's not really about that, right? And so I think that that's important that you know that, that you're still trying to create a custom fit to your life. The principle might be true. Maybe she taught some true principles, but you have to look, figure out how that works in your life. And I, I think the third step would be making sure you're assessing after you implement it if it's actually working for you the way you hoped if it's actually taking you where you need to go right because sometimes we because we're only getting we have tunnel vision we're only getting inspiration from this person we think we for sure just know that it's working we never ask is it working are there signs that it's not working for them what are those signs so maybe it, in my life, I need to position it that way. Oh, okay. They said to do this for my marriage. Are those great tips? Like I'm telling you how to look for a mentor. Are those great tips? Right? Are those great tips? Ask yourself that. Don't be lazy. Do the work. It's going to save you a lot of headache later. Questions? I will tell you. Let people answer questions. Let life answer questions. You will learn so much from just the power of a question. Learn so much, right? So do you have a mentor in your life? Are they a mentor that really enjoys what they're mentoring you on? They want to show up. They want to be that, right? Are they your only source of information in that area? That's a lot of trust. So should they be trusted to that high level? Can you double check that, right? And as you apply things in your life, you want to make sure that there's nothing that they couldn't do better. 
right? Or that it's, is it working? Oh, it's really working. So maybe I can do a little bit more of their advice or maybe, but I need to pivot this way. I need to turn. I have a bottleneck. So my, my situation is a little bit different. It's okay to do that. That's life is okay like that, right? You have to have that because everyone's isn't identical. Everyone's scenario is not identical. We all do things differently and giving yourself a little bit of autonomy to reflect and see that and freedom to try it the way that works for you or you think it works is important. All right. So I guess I have to leave with one question. Do you think Rachel Hollis wanted to be her? Like be yourself or do you think this is not related to them? We'll love to hear feedback. That is all. All right, that's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like, for real. No, for real, for real. Okay, you can keep listening.